secrets of Grindia. Hello. Welcome to playing favorites. This is... God, I... <laughs> what? I just love the enthusiasm radiating off of this intro. Well, I I thought we had had a funeral for this, this podcast already. I refuse. But fortunately for us, we're back. We're here to talk about the secrets that are in Grindia. Uh, I am Austin. Oh, I'm Mihao. Am I allowed to introduce myself with my fake yeah. name? No, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm getting real. Jambrew. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Jambrew. Um, oh, great. Now I, I get two links, this one. Uh-huh. So, Mihao Games, tell me about the secrets yeah. of Grindia. Honestly, not a lot of secrets, at least that we found. So either we're bad at the game or it's a misnomer. A lot of um, puzzles. A lot of puzzles yeah. in this one. Oh boy, we'll get to talking about that. Secrets of Grindia is uh, kind of like a classic RPG inspired by like those old school vibes. It's real time. It's co-op. It has like a dynamic leveling system. You play through a very kind of purposefully cliche, like almost like a kind of mockery of those conventional RPG story tropes. And there's a bunch of uh, kind of, you know, very, very tried and true tropes that they exploit for kind of comedic purposes. And you, uh, yeah, you fight stuff, you kill stuff, you level up very much a basic old school RPG format, except it's been brought to new systems and with uh, four-player co-op, which most of those old games don't have. So yeah, we we played it together uh, alongside each other, which I think is good because uh, I don't think any of us would have gotten as far as we did if uh, <laughs> we played it single-player. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, we didn't even finish the game, so... <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we should start with that. Full disclosure, we did not... Well, the game isn't finished. It's still in early access. But even of the game that is finished, we didn't finish it. And now, how long has it been since uh, last time? Um, four months? Five months? <laughs> no, we played We played before Friendship Friday for like an hour a couple weeks ago. Well, but in, in the entire time we've had to play it, we have not finished it because it, it, it's not, not my cup of tea, personally. <laughs> I, I tried very hard to get us to finish this game. But I will say, I feel that it does not scale very well. Like, the start of the game was much stronger than the progression of the game. I would argue. I think I would agree, and I think that's probably... How long has this game been in development? Like, seven years or something? Yeah, a really long time. That's I think that is probably why they had a really strong idea, and also they've had more time to work on the beginning, and that has led to now it is not. <laughs> it's kind of come off the rails a little bit because these later levels, like we were getting destroyed just walking in by all the mobs. Yeah. like that's not good level. Design. I will say I feel like their approach to scaling was problematic in that. They didn't. They didn't tend to make enemies harder. They tended to throw tons of enemies at you, or enemies with tons of projectiles, and it really it made the game feel like it was losing any sense of like tactics and skill 
because everything became so chaotic that you couldn't really make decisions. You were just kind of spamming buttons and desperately trying to not die. Yeah, it really did become a bullet hell mm. game in the, the latter couple of bosses we fought. Yeah. <laughs> bullet it was, hell... It, it was like... more important to, to focus on not losing your character on the screen and not getting hit by stuff than it was to actually use any of the cool abilities. And there are a lot of cool abilities. Yeah, I, I thought I, I really like the level up system. That's one of the few things that I like. I think it's a little bit too complicated. I think they could have done more to make it easier to use like the three different currencies and all of the different trees. But I think I think the thing Mihao was about to say is that in a bullet hell you can normally avoid stuff, and in this, in a lot of cases, you couldn't. Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, like most bullet hell games, there you have one. Like, you have a set style in which you're getting attacked that you can learn. Whereas the problem with this game is because you'd be fighting six enemies at once, like, sure, maybe you could dodge this one enemy's type of bullets, but when it's stacked on top of, you know, eight other things flying around, it quickly becomes unrealistic to hope to be able to actually dodge anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were... That, uh... We got to a fight with a several-stage mimic that... It had a one attack pattern where it would jump across a line of, uh, what were they? They were like screws and stuff, weren't they? Or like there was health and, and stuff. Yeah. And it would follow a certain pattern, but after that, it kind of just like filled the screen with damage. Constant, constant damage. Mm-hmm. When you, it did feel kind of rewarding though when you if you were able to come out of those bullet hell moments with actually learning the strategies and things like i i got pretty good uh you know when we were going through that that uh, kind of time skip area with all the ghosts and stuff that would appear yeah um with the big the great big like samurai blades um i got, i got pretty good at quickly reading where they were coming from and and blocking into that direction yeah, I didn't. Um, <laughs> so, I, like, the the time that we beat that, like, boss section, um, I spent a lot of the time using, using the, the taunt mechanic to make them attack me and and then blocking them all so that you guys didn't have to deal with as many of them. Taunt, yeah. which is another one of those level-up skills that you took. Yes, I... and by far the most fun, because I could <laughs> make my character go... And sound... <laughs> on obscene messages yeah i feel like for me the reason that i feel like the start of the game was stronger than uh, the progression of it was that at the beginning i felt like the like there was a level of skill and like the the movements that i did the the decisions that i made they impacted the course of the fight right i could see how i was affecting it one way or the other, right? Like, I felt like, oh, I got, I just got hit, I've taken damage. I just did a hit, they've taken damage. By the time that it got to the end, it felt like I'm constantly getting hit. I can't tell, you know, if I'm dodging well or not because my health is just, you know, bobbing up and down. And I can't really tell when I'm hitting things because everything has, you know, so much health and there's so many health bars that I'm, I can't even really keep track. Especially that the final boss fight that we did was just a constantly draining health bar. With so it was kind of, it was kind of like a survival-esque thing, but you were still supposed to be damaging him, I guess. But it felt like, you know, the damage you were doing was so insignificant that it was like, why am I even, you know, trying to do this? 
Mm-hmm. I think I think again that goes back to the the massive level up system, and that in the early game you would take a level up like. I took the the companion cloud that would go around and shock people, and it, it seemed like a big upgrade. But then towards the late game, we would get blue currency for level ups, and we would, you know, like this is this has no value to me. I only want gold, or I only want purple currency. And there, the the system is just so big, and there's so many different moving parts going into it that it's it's kind of things become insignificant the farther in you get. Same thing with like your damage output and the, the damage you take. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very old RPG problem, right? The question of scope, where you want a game to be mm-hmm. complex enough that when you get into the late game, you are still making character decisions, but not so complex that you're you know overwhelmed. And for me, it was less so that I was overwhelmed and more so that the, there were so many choices and none of them really felt significant enough for me to care right like the the real big question was which of the talents are you going to use and those i felt were really done really well done like they they almost all of them felt like they had different vibes and you could use them in different ways i wasn't great at using them because the control scheme sucked but we can talk about that later um but like when you talk about like some of the secondary abilities like the buffing abilities and a lot of the like the purple talent orbs that you would do like i couldn't tell the difference between whether I had, you know, one level or five levels of a lot of those things. Yeah, I think in in a lot of those cases, it's like gain plus 2% strength, but we don't have a base strength stat to compare it to, right? Like in, yeah. in a normal normal situation, it's like, what does that 2% mean? That, that, that number could be any number because it's an irrelevant statistic. It's an irrelevant number in comparison to what it is because you don't, you don't know, like, and also two percent is so so insignificant, really. Obviously, you build it and it gets better, but you know, should I invest this to get two percent higher damage, or should I get two percent higher health? Does it really make a difference? I don't know yeah. if that made any sense. <laughs> yeah, I get you. It's just it. It's hard to to really track, and I feel like like when you're making. A game that involves decisions the degree to which a character like a player feels like their decisions impact gameplay determines the value of them right and that, like that's the primary problem with telltale games over the course of their you know of their short lifetime uh in the the grand scheme of things is they people very quickly learned my decisions don't matter and that made them not care and i felt the same way about this where, like i would choose you know, what am I going to put this point into? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to notice the difference anyways. So does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, so do we want to get into the, the control scheme? But, got... Do we have some good things that we can talk about first? I feel like we just um, opened with negative ones. Um, I think the control scheme had some good ideas. There was there was some things I didn't like about it. I I enjoyed. So I played on on the controller. Um, what kind of controller? Uh, Xbox three sixty one. I thought you played on the Switch. Oh, okay. I also used Xbox controller. Um, but I I enjoyed having like because there's so many abilities and and talents and things that you can unlock and level up. Um, 
I thought it was pretty clever to to just stick some of them behind your left or right trigger to have to like to to sort of pocket those talents, and then you can you can arrange them however you want. So you can stick you know all of your buffing talents onto your right trigger and all of your damage talents onto your left trigger or something like that. Um, what I didn't like is that I whenever those menus were open, I was standing still because I had to use the directional stick. To pick yes. out of that menu, so like, okay, if I got to use this ability, I've got to get into position, stop, hold down the trigger, get the right ability up, wait for it to activate, and then move on. And by that point, I'm, I'm standing in the middle of a bullet hell, and I've been standing still for three seconds. You know, I'm, I'm probably lost half my health. You also, uh, you said you can, you can arrange them however you want. Except you can't take your shield off of your fucking main oh, hand. Except, so, except the shield, yeah. Me <laughs> playing as like, a barbarian who doesn't block, I just want buffs and my attack weapons, and I can't, I can't take that shield off. So I, I just lose. I'm down a slot essentially. Yeah. Also, you can arrange them however you want in that very specific regime of you have your four main buttons, and then you can use triggers to gain two additional inventories. But like, like you know. Like most controllers, they have two joysticks and a D-pad, and you only use one of them. So, like, I would love to have been able to bind certain things to my second stick, especially like you know some of those abilities. It's really obnoxious if, like, okay, so let's say for me, I had my shield ability. It was on the second menu, and you had to use your your toggle buttons to choose who was going to get it. So I'd have to press press left trigger, press X, then press up to give myself a shield. Like that's way too much. If I could just flick up on my other my other stick, that would be way more convenient. Uh -huh. But there was, you know, there was no flexibility with it if you were using a controller. You could only have that degree if you were using a keyboard, which makes no sense. I've never felt that hell because I didn't have any abilities that targeted anyone else. <laughs> they, yeah. were, they were all just buffs to me or damaging things. Yeah, same. Hmm. I did have a potion that turned me into a chicken that was pretty cool. I mm -hmm. I think that the humor is definitely one of the places that this game shines in that it's it's like not it's not a comedy driven game but it really gets into that like you know the parody kind of mindset of poking fun at all these things that if you are experienced with the tropes you can see them being you know cleverly made fun of I thought that there was a lot of moments that did that well I think the story was a pretty pretty like standard to the to the t like anime entrance you know like you're you're coming from this small town to go to the the big central city and you're taking a test to be something and in your entrance exam you do something that's never been done in a billion years and you know it's very very copy copy and paste from other things that have been done a million times but i they did I it feel that's way. the point, though. Yeah, right? yeah, no, no, you're right. I'm just setting the scene. Yeah, there are moments where the game tries to be serious that I feel definitely fall short because they they don't do a good enough job dividing those two things for me to care, right? Like the scene when your mom dies, and it's like I was like I was like half chuckling while your our dad is like holding her dying corpse. Hey, uh, why are we, uh, why, why are there not options in this game? Like, why, why does, why does it not have dialogue 
coded in for multiple people. Yeah. Um, so in our playthrough, we were we were three white characters and a black character that were all all <laughs> siblings, and that, that it just doesn't make any sense. Where did where did things go wrong? Where did Jambo come from? Yeah, that mom quote unquote died to a dragon. Definitely not. Uh, and we didn't get kicked out after the baby came out the wrong color. Jesus. Yeah, I, I I liked the story and the writing. I felt like there were there were a few moments where I kind of rolled my eyes a little, uh, but it was all pretty humorous and uh, kind of it, it's it was it was self aware in the sense that it kind of knew that it was a bit hammy throughout. I felt um, especially the bag. Made every attempt to insult us at every possible time. You know, you know what the funniest part of this game is actually. Now that I've I've thought about it, when this game has a lot of puzzles in it, and uh, one of them is the standard Pokemon pushing boxes onto on the button. Of them. Well, yeah, the yeah. majority <laughs> of the puzzles were that. Well, yeah, there were there were quite a few puzzles that were like that, but. Uh, in one scene, they they have a a section where two NPC characters try to solve one of those puzzles, and it's it's a simple like push it in a straight line, and they just couldn't figure it out, and that was pretty good. While while we're all like fighting a big boss in the background, they're trying to push a push a box in a straight line onto the button, and they just they didn't get it. Eventually, I think they just I think he hit it with a hammer, and that fixed it. Probably, you have a big hammer. I can't remember. I was probably too busy dodging bullets. Yeah. I I have a problem with games that are not puzzle games that have a whole bunch of required puzzles to progress. Like, I think it's it's fun to have a game like this that has side quests with puzzles in it. That's a unique way to uh, kind of, you know, diversify gameplay. But there were so many puzzles... And we just did not care, especially because like half of them were the exact same, right? Like we had a whole bunch of the the light bouncing puzzles that were basically push something around, and then a whole bunch of the you know get the box onto the button that was basically just push something around, and then there was the lake one that was also push stuff around. So it was, it was not a lot of. Uh, I think the only puzzle that really felt unique was the one we cheated on and googled inside of the the ancient civilization place where you had to find those numbers and we got oh, to the door yeah. and it was like what's the code and we're like oh boy Icky, you want to google that <laughs> we were done by that point yeah that was that was in this game's downfall <laughs> now i would argue that this game might actually be a puzzle game because there was an entire level called what the land of puzzles or something yeah world of puzzles that is about about 45 minutes of street puzzles and they were all the exact same yeah yep yep just powered through that uh, i was also surprised to find the that those weird uh not really Platforming, it's not really a puzzle. Those timing events where we were we were basically little orbs of light bouncing between things, but you had to you had to judge the right time to to, to shoot yourself off into the void, otherwise you you'd 
I don't know, you'll die and your soul would come back to the beginning and start again. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't, I don't know how to better, more succinctly describe that section. Yeah, that was a fucking yeah. weird section, huh? Mm. There was also that underwater maze. What the fuck was this game? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the maze bit. That was... I cannot remember this underwater maze. No, no, no it wasn't underwater. It was in, it was in Poison Clouds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Poison, poison Clouds. Well, that was obnoxious as, as hell. I will say, easily my least favorite thing about this game is the fact that there is no healing. That is... Like I like the name of the game is Secrets of Grindy, so I can't complain that much about it feeling grindy. But the fact that you every combat encounter you get in feels like just so tedious because you're trying to take no damage because you have no way of healing it. And there were times where we'd be like halfway through an area and we'd be like, well, I guess we should go back because we're all about to die and we have no way of healing without going back to the main town. Eventually we got healing potions and that helped a little bit, but even still we'd have to wait for like, you know, a minute, like, okay, waiting for my healing potion to recharge. It was just obnoxious. Yep. And yeah. And then... I distinctly remember leaving the main city having not buffed the healing potion or picked a different healing potion, a uh, different potion. And thinking like, ah, I'll be, it'll be fine, probably. It was not fine. <laughs> There's also like, even even after you wait that 60, 90 seconds, whatever, for the healing potion to charge up, uh, it's not a full heal. It's, for me, yeah. towards the end, since I, I went barbarian-esque, and I was so, I was high health, high damage output, with like, no, no blocking abilities. But uh, that, that health potion healed like, I don't know, 15, 20% of my health. Like, if I came out of a fight with 10%, I'm gonna have to wait there for 10 minutes to get to full health again. Like, that's just not fun. <laughs> and also, really harsh my vibe, because I really wanted to play a support character, and the support abilities in this game are, like, empirically worse. Like, that's not me making, like, a, a judgment call. The support abilities can only be leveled up three times and all the other abilities in the game can be leveled up like 10. I don't know why they, they specifically decided like that that play style was invalid, but there's no healing abilities and the support abilities that are there are very limited, right? So I got to the point where my character, I basically leveled up all of the stuff I wanted to level up because all the support abilities were maxed and I was getting more points and I was like, well, I guess I have to change my play style because it's just not, you know, this is not a valid way to continue playing. Uh, okay, I did wonder. I thought I thought maybe you just uh, got bored of buffing us and you wanted to attack instead. No, I just had I had a whole bunch of points and nothing to spend them on. I think maybe. Do you remember what kind of currency it was for those? Like what currency you were you had a ton extra of in that? Case? It was it was both the it was mostly the the normal blue orbs, but also the gold ones because I couldn't mm -hmm. spend any gold orbs on the buffing skills, right? Each of them only took three of the basic ones. And, mm -hmm. like, you'd get those every level up, and there was only, like, five buffing abilities. The other thing is that I'd burn through mana like a bitch, but that's, you know, probably a necessary, uh, necessary balancing feature of the game. But I would love to have been able to make those abilities stronger rather than leveling up all of the different buffing abilities and frantically smashing buttons. Right, because as we mentioned, the control seems awful. So I'd be like, okay, let's press left trigger X, up, down, left, right, Y, up, down, left, right, to try to you know give everybody a buff. I would love to be able to say, you know, 
press this button and use that on everyone. I would say, uh, I would think maybe the their intended thing there would be the uh, a buffing character would take the minions, like my cloud and stuff, but I'm pretty sure the cloud, like, knocked you to zero, zero mana, so that doesn't really yeah. work at all. Like, I'm pretty sure that was, like, my only thing I could do with mana. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have any justification. I thought that that might be it, but... Well, I think that they, they just didn't, you know, think of that as a a valid style of play, right? They they probably thought most people would play through in single player, and, like, obviously you can't really play through in single player like that, so... Yeah. Just in general, though, I feel like there was a little bit of... Like, I feel like you are expected to use more abilities than... Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm dumb... But like I could not, I could not mentally keep space to be like, oh, I should use this ability now and this ability now with like the eight abilities that felt like they expected me to have based on the level up curve, right? Because you can only do five levels with the basics things, and then you need the gold ones to go any higher than that. But at the rate that you get the basic ones compared to the higher level ones, it seems like you should be leveling up a lot more than I feel is like realistic to actually utilize in combat. Yeah, uh, I I was feeling that towards the end. I was like, I, I have like uh, you know two two out of three full ability menus of things that are pretty maxed out, and in there's not enough space in fights for me to do to get value out of all of these, as well as my base attacks, because I'd also been spending points on buffing my my basic attack, which. Mm -hmm felt quite clever at the time because i i put a bunch of uh um sort of status effects onto my base attack like you know 10 percent chance to freeze 10 percent chance to, to to burn or something like that and then i i also got a talent which said every time i apply a status effect um something else happens like i get a bonus to damage so it was synergizing but yeah but then i i felt like I if if I was using my abilities, I was being punished because I couldn't use my synergized base attack and vice versa. Yeah, I was I literally just hammering used... the base attack. Then what was the point of leveling up all these abilities? Yeah, I never used my base attack. My base attack got so fast by the end, though, because <laughs> I I stacked attack speed on all of my equipment. I think I pretty much strictly used my base attack, but that's kind of. MO of my character, I guess. I will say uh, one other good thing about this game, I don't think we had any like multiplayer connectivity desync problems, which is honestly for a, a four-player co-op game pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty stable, actually. I think it probably helps that we're not, we weren't running off of one of their servers, like you, you guys were connecting to me, so. Yeah, oh, goes through the Steam servers. Yeah. But even like like Stardew is a game with a much bigger budget and also runs on Steam servers. And I've had all sorts of problems with desyncs and people looking wonky and you know people in the wrong place. Uh, so the fact that uh, that this game seemed to be really consistent. Of course, this game does also have you know limited areas, which is kind of annoying. So like only you can 
only be in one area at a time and you all have to oh, be there. Oh god, that might be the worst thing about this game and I understand they can't do anything about it. But god, needing everyone to get in the place together to warp you to the next area is so fucking bad. Yeah. And like needing everyone needing everyone there to start every quest and turn in every quest is also like I get it for the mainline stuff, but for the side quests let me yeah. pick it up. I don't need it. I don't need to make everybody come to the fucking hat shop to start this goddamn quest. Yeah. And I feel like at the very least, like, like, I think one of the reasons that that's the case is that your character is viewed as an individual, right? So, like, I can play my character in a single player save independent of you. But it's weird because it doesn't consider me to have progressed through the story it just saves my character. So there's some really weird interactions there in that, you know, so if, if we do a quest, but I don't accept it, then, and then you finish it, does that mean that my character has completed it or has just this save completed it? I think that's, the whole thing is dumb. I think that it should just be, you know, synchronized and my character should progress alongside, you know, the save. So, you know, like, like how we did in, inside of Stardew where, you can work together to complete goals. Like if I don't want to do this quest, you do it and it'll count towards my save. I feel like that's fine. But I guess if you want everybody to play every aspect of the game, then uh, you want people to be forced to do that. It's not like we could even like split up. Like I, I understand this game. It's too small to have us be able to like split up and all do different areas at once. But just to pick up the quest, don't make us all gather. Let me yeah. pick it up, we'll all do it together, and then I'll come back and drop it off. And just... Uh, this game has so many things <laughs> that are just like... I, I want to like this game, but it's got so many problems. Mm -hmm. I do like this game. And I will say, I played a, a little bit of it. Like, I don't think... This is not a game that I would play in single player. But I did play a, a chunk <laughs> of the... <laughs> I did play a chunk of the uh, there's like a roguelike arcade-esque mode and I feel I, I question if the game was balanced around that because the progression through that feels better than the main progression to me I also didn't get that far though because I'm not that good at the game um, so I can't say if you know at some point you run into the same problem we did where things just stop feeling like they, you know, are like they have a, a good progression curve. Um, but mm. talking about that, that, uh, you know, the you talk about the world being small, I will say that the biggest complaint that is consistently kind of used against this game is that it's been early in early access for years and it's still not released. I think that that is not a valid complaint because this game is a full complete game. I won't necessarily say that it is a great game. But I, I genuinely think that if they had published the game with the amount of content that it has now and wrapped up the story in you know some kind of way, that people would not complain about the the number of hours that are of content that are available. It's just because they've promised to do more that people make a big deal of it. Yeah, I, I would agree. Because I think I I think that the reason people are upset is because they're guaranteed to be getting more, so they want that more now instead of or i mean i guess for the most part they want it yesterday but like it's 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 a one person development team right is it one or three i don't remember for this it's game. a it's a couple people but it's not you know it's not a big development team and i get the sense that they're not 
full time either, right? Like this no, is their. No, they're definitely not. I, th I think they're like. Hmm. Is this the Australian team? I think I'm mixing this up with another game. But also, these this team has posted a weekly update for like years. Like I'd understand, like like something like Cube World, right? Early access promised all this more content disappeared for years. But it's not like that. That game, this game has been getting updates, both you know in terms of actual releases and in terms of being consistently told this is what's being done. You know, this is the progress we made. These are the challenges we run into. It's not like they you know grab the money and ran it's just their development is slow yeah and i i think oh actually i don't know that i want to make that point never mind <laughs> i think i think the, the we we kind of touched on this earlier but i think yeah they they just need to it feels like they had a strong start and they're kind of it's getting it's losing focus and they're kind of trying to find an ending to it they just, they, they just need to cut it they just need to wrap up the story and and trim it down and end the game complete it and if, they, if they, well, they want to work on a like an expansion a dlc after that fine but yeah just uh it's it's starting to 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 grow a, a, it's it's taking too long to complete the game like it's got it's got story creep instead of feature creep yeah, I think that like most of the stuff that I dislike is design problems, though, not development problems, right? Like we didn't have like the game wasn't buggy. It wasn't that, you know, the the art was unsatisfying. It wasn't that, you know, we could. Well, there was some of the some of the we couldn't do the things we wanted to, but it didn't seem like it stemmed from a lack of technical capabilities. It came from a lack of understanding of what made the game fun in the early the early components i think all almost all of my problems with this game are balance related like all of my real tangible issues like i've got an issue with not being able to move the shield but you know whatever i get why they didn't well i kind of get why they didn't want you to take your shield off because it's necessary for some mobs but like the balancing of this game is just oh my god it's fucking terrible <laughs> Can we, well, that's yeah. the other thing. We can't we can't speak too too much about this because I, we didn't play the game single player versus two player versus three player versus four player. Oh, but... I played two player versus four player. Yeah, it's when bad both when, times. <laughs> when me and Pink we played the the first couple hours two player, and we got dicked consistently. We had such a hard time, and then when we played it four player. We breezed through it, which I feel like Until is not a certain point where we began getting dicked again. <laughs> Yeah, but I will say the the number one point where we started really struggling was when Key dropped off and we went to playing three player. And I feel like that plays a significant role in why we stopped being able to do so well, right? I feel like the the game is not adequately balanced around the number of players that you have. Is it even different though? Do, like, do different? Is it different rates for different numbers of players? It has to be different. I don't think it's different rates. I think it's different stats, right? Maybe. I can't imagine that they would, like, if you're dealing four times as much damage and you have a pool of four times as much health, you have to adjust your game to reflect that, right? I would hope so, but, I mean, I didn't play single player, so I don't know. But in, in duos, we were getting destroyed constantly, and maybe that's because we were we, we hadn't, you know, played much of it yet, and we didn't know. But, like, 
I don't know. It like we we hit much, many more roadblocks in the the duo than the four player, and maybe that's because it's not balanced well in that way either. Yeah, I would assume that that is the case. The other hard thing around balancing with multiple people is right that we are all somewhat experienced gamers, right? So like that gets astrobated. Is that the word I want? Masturbated, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gets you know just really jerked. Exacerbated. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the word. Word. <laughs> um, Macerated, I think. <laughs> with each, with each it, you know, so like, if we, like if we say that we're a little bit, oh boy, uh, if we say we're a little bit better than the average person that would play this game, right? That may not be that noticeable. Stop! My we, head can only grow so big. If we take four of us and stack that little increase, you know, times four, it becomes more noticeable. But I don't know. I just felt like you know. When we, I remember, I remember the first boss that we rolled up to. Me and Pink were like, "Now be careful, guys! We died to this a whole bunch of times." And then, like thirty seconds in, it they die, and we're all fine. We're like, "Oh, never mind. This uh, is a very different experience." I think. Um, uh, oh shit! What was I about to say? I am just the worst, aren't I? Can we, can we, well, can we, you, you have a thing. Can we talk about the, the grinding for a moment? Mm. And particularly uh, money and drops and things. Like, I felt like for the first couple of sessions, I was interested in what I was picking up and what I could sell and buy and equip myself with. After that, didn't matter. The shops didn't keep up. Yeah. I, I had yeah, the best equipment. True. And I was just accumulating money for no reason. Bought a house. Yeah, and I and we kept picking up all these tiny, tiny little drops from things like the carrots and like fragments of I don't know cactus from the later area. I, you know, mm-hmm. my inventory is filling up with all of this crap that I would have to spend five minutes in a shop selling. Because I had no use for it. I don't know what, if we were supposed to craft things with it. or Now, uh, I, I, I will fully admit I did not read most of this game's dialogue. But because you two did, I'm going to ask you some questions about if these are features that you knew were available in the game. Did you know that there was crafting in the game? Yes. Did you craft anything? Nope. I only crafted things that the story required me to craft. We okay, had, there's we a... had to craft something. I think we only, I think I only did it once or twice, but yes, I did. So there, there is a whole bunch of gear and stuff that you can craft, but it's, it's like purposefully difficult to do so in that it won't show you what you need to make it unless you've seen that item before. Well, it's cool. like a Wikipedia game, fantastic. We need more. Yeah, do that. Um, did you know that there are pets in this game? Other than no. my cloud, no. You can Could I have tame... Doggo? Yeah, you can tame a pet, and then <sighs> this is just this is another example of this game having huge uh, game mechanic bloat. There's a DDR mini game. I can't make this up. They just decided <laughs> that they didn't branch into enough different categories, so they made a DDR mini game. You need the that dance lets pad you... for it. <laughs> that lets you tame a pet. And then that's what all of those various drops that seemed useless are for. You could feed them to your pets and they would level uh, them up. I don't know when we were supposed to learn that, though. Pretty obscure to me. 
Yeah, we did start skipping side quests towards the end, but I don't, I can't, that seems like something you would get pretty early, huh? I don't know. I didn't read any of the text, so. Uh, I mean, I don't think that that was a, a major thing that that we were told, because I read most of the text, but I don't remember that at all. Also, uh, the thing that I was going to say before is the argument that we're, we're four above average people playing the game. Uh, this is this is a very niche Steam release, and I feel like everyone that's playing the game is probably roughly the same skill level, and that that's fair. I I think if this was like a Nintendo Shop release, then you could make the argument that that the average skill level would be lower. But um, mm. I think for for a very small early access Steam title, that that's not a super fair point to make because I feel like. To, to have the knowledge to find this game and to be interested in it takes a certain kind of person that would probably be in that category of above uh, above average, but probably equaled out across the player base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think the probably people that play this game are people that, you know, are drawn to it because they have history in the same genre. One of oh my gosh, I can't believe it's taking me this long to mention this. Talking about feature bloat and how the game has all of these super dumb little mini game things that are not fun that it forces on you. In the roguelike, um, it like I like I find the combat of this game to be really fun. I really enjoyed progressing through the roguelike and you know determining my builds and leveling stuff up and getting good at the game. That was really enjoyable. Every couple uh, floors, they'd give you uh, a challenge mode, which would include things like hoarding chickens and solving puzzles, which for a, a story game, understandable. That's fine. When you throw that into a roguelike and you say, oh, you have 60 seconds to hoard these chickens into this coop or you don't get the reward. That is so dumb. I just want to play it like a roguelike and get items and kill stuff. I don't want to be worried about chicken hoarding and all of these other, you know, silly little things that they throw in there. I, uh, I, I, I have to disagree with you. Um, just because in a game like Rogue Legacy, there are many games where you're like throwing knives at moving targets for a clown. And <laughs> uh, in Children of Morta, which is a, a very good game, by the way, um, there's there's a Pong mini game that you can just walk into if you if you go into that room. Um, so I think I think there there is precedent for um roguelikes having these mini games now i did watch you play the chicken hurting mini game and that that is another really terrible they, thing about uh, this game so that i can't justify was the chicken hurting thing necessary for progression to the roguelike no. okay it's not necessary but it's it's an opportunity cost right so each floor generates a certain number of rooms and you can you get rewards if you complete the challenge successfully uh, so for okay. the chicken one there's a time limit so it's not necessarily that you can't progress if you don't do it, but it's if you get a challenge that is a non, you know, sometimes the challenge would be kill this thing. And that's like, okay, cool. That's what I'm here to do. And then you'd kill it and then you'd get gear and that would help you. But uh, if it's chickens and you don't feel like hurting chickens, then you are basically going into the boss fight at a disadvantage because you haven't received the same amount of whatever it would be. You know, it's, it's mostly gear, I think. Like it would give you a sword or whatever. 
I see. Was that was that added later, or was that was the was the game based on the roguelike they were making, or was the game like that that was probably an addition to the main story, right? So it's probably less less balanced than the the actual story. I don't know. The roguelike feels better to me, to be honest, than the main story does. But I don't know which came first. Huh. Uh, can I also say the uh, the cards? If if the cards weren't tied to the story, I would have been, I I would that would be the easiest feature to cut from the game. I feel just get rid of it. And they are just barely tied to the story. <laughs> <laughs> that is another. I think it's kind of cool, but not the way that I would have done it personally. I like the I like grindy games. I think I'm in the minority there in that I like games where you can you know have challenges that you can kind of just sit down and do. I find that entertaining. I will say some of the balance again pretty messed up because pink got a bunch of cards early and one of the achievements for getting them getting this many cards is like five thousand gold, which I guess is a fair amount of gold when you would normally get that. But because Pink got lucky and got cards early, suddenly all the rest of us are like, we can't buy anything. And Pink's like, I am flush with cash. And we took us like, it took us an hour to figure out how did this even happen? Yeah, because we had shared drops turned on, so we should have been getting everything the same amount for each of us. I think if I was going to make this game, which I am not in any way, shape, or form qualified to do, but if I was going to make this game, I would make it so that you get cards are are something you get after you beat x amount of enemies instead of a random drop so you know kill a thousand slimes and you get this card that gives you bonus damage which those numbers would have to be something to be played with i don't a thousand is way too high but i think that that would make a lot more sense than just here's a a 0.05 percent chance of a drop have fun yeah I, I feel like it would Bit better into the name Grindier, right? Because then you, you have a target that you're grinding towards. You're not just playing the game for an un- indeterminate amount of time. And, 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 and you know, like, oh, good boy, I sure hope the game's going to drop this thing for me. And the game's just like, shrug. Yeah. I mean, you still can grind it. It's just not. I like I like randomness when it, you know, creates some degree of character differentiation i didn't feel like that was the case like i have no idea what cards i had right like if you were to if you were to ask me oh this card did you get it yes or no i couldn't tell you for like i could tell you we got the slime one because it was a part of the story and all the rest of them no idea if i got them or not so i can't i don't really know how how big a difference they make slash made on our characters i it took me a while to find where the cards were in the inventory as well God, <laughs> i feel the, like the, the, the support so menu in the inventory uh design the whole ui design of that uh not good mm-hmm. yeah it's it's modeled after all those old games but that doesn't mean it has to be as clunky as those old games <laughs> and that that the inventory the like 10 pages worth of stuff to look through is way too much Ten pages of stuff, and then each of those sometimes opens up another list that you got to go down before you find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, in roguelike, at the shops, there's a button to sell all your trash, and it will sell all of the random things that you don't need. It does not exist in the story mode, and I don't know why. Like they had that functionality there, 
and then they just decided to only make it available for a specific game mode. Probably the idea of crafting. They probably didn't want you to sell stuff you're going to need eventually, maybe. Yeah. But then why let you sell it at all, right? I don't know. But they, like, even if there was just, like, a storage option, like, you, you could buy a house, why not let you store stuff there so you could, now, you know... Now, to be fair, maybe you could at some point, because we did not do much in that house. Yeah. All we did was accidentally spend a whole bunch of money on it and then never go into it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're, we're just over... We're at 48 minutes right now. Um, I'm thinking... We each do one thing that we like about this thing, this game, one final thing we don't like about this game, and then we do ratings and get out of here. Yeah, this works for me. So I'm going to go with my my thing that I like is that I, I like that the, the game has a feature for understanding that you're grinding mob drops so it will increase mob spawns. I think that that is an awesome feature to have for a game like this, and I think that a lot of other games could could serve to to have a feature like that where it understands you're purposely in this one area grinding stuff increase the rates and and make it a little bit easier i'm gonna say two is that okay yeah go ahead let's let's do the the good ones first then go back through the bad ones from a mechanics perspective um i my (laughs) my favorite thing about it is that the game is multiplayer there are a cool, lot of RPGs. Cool feature. <laughs> there, are, like, it's just there aren't a lot of co-op RPGs that really exist. Uh, in general, RPG is viewed as a single-player genre. Uh, so that was honestly that was the big draw for me. Is that I thought like this is the type of game that I really like, and I could play it with friends, which I normally can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I like that. Although, I would say not a whole lot of actual role-playing in this game, I don't think. Yeah, no. But no. I, would, I would have liked more of that, but, you know, what can you do? Um, and then my second thing that I really liked uh, is that the way that the leveling works in this game is you receive experience that is based off of your level. So if you kill low-level stuff and you're a high level, at a certain point, you'll just stop gaining experience which I think is really cool because it basically prevents you from being able to over-level, which is a problem that a lot of RPGs have if they have a bunch of side quests, is you'll do the side quests, you'll kill stuff, and you'll become way too high of a level because you want to experience all the game's content, and then you'll breeze through bosses and stuff. So it's really cool that this game has like almost like a an, a built-in mechanic that is designed to keep you at the range of power you're supposed to be. Yep, that's the Borderlands problem. If you do every side quest, you will have no problem with any quest anymore. Yeah. Jim. Um Oh cool, eh, didn't like anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of, you know, I lukewarm liked Various things. It's, it's like I, I I don't know how, I don't know which one to pick out of that. You don't have one feature that you really of... thought was good. Oh, no, nothing stands out to me really. Like it was generally fun. There's various things that I thought were good, but there's nothing that I, I want to stick a gold star on say and say yeah, this was this was really excellent. Um, 
I guess, I mean, generally, I think it, the writing is pretty good, I think. It, it was pretty entertaining for the vast majority of the time. Which is good, because, uh, you know, as you said, there was no role-playing, so <laughs> you, you couldn't choose how to reply to certain NPCs. It was all on the rails, so it better be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Good enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. Um... So now to to go through a bad thing, I've got I've got two. Um, f- first one is uh, the fact that they they had no no Snorlax block, you know, no like they didn't gate certain areas away from you to prevent you from going into areas that were super over leveled. It's like when we did when we did two player, we accidentally wandered into the the desert area, <laughs> which was yeah. the final area of the oh, game that no. we ended on. And they we did just a little got bit. destroyed. I, a little bit, but not as much as it should have. It's like yeah. you could just walk into areas, and we could have been running, running our heads into that all day before we figured out we were going somewhere else. Well, it would have helped if we, you know, read where we were supposed to go. But yeah. Well, it should. Um, it you shouldn't need. I mean, yeah, obviously that 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 should help, but you should be able to figure it out without the story, right? Because if somebody that doesn't speak English was playing this game, I don't know what kind of translation options there are in this game. But if someone that didn't speak a language that the game has was playing, they should be able to figure out where to go without... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my second bad thing is a smaller one. Um, fuck that Santa Claus area. What the fuck was that? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this is really petty. Um, I really dislike the art profiles of the characters. The anatomy is just really wonky. But the thing I dislike the most is the stark contrast between that art style and the game's art style. And I, I will complain about this forever because so many games do this where they just have such a strong contrast between how different aspects of the game look and I do not like it. I like there to be a certain degree of, of cohesion. Like if your if your art is pixel art, your portraits should also look pixel art-esque. Like they don't have to be the same like 16-bit, but they should at least look like they could exist on the same system, right? Like this whole this whole game is like you know, pulling off that vibe of like SNES era. And the portraits is the kind of definition that you would need at least, you know, an N64 to run. Yeah, I, I can't say that I noticed that at all. I don't really, but I I don't I'm not a big fan of the pixely graphics anyway. So for me, uh, really, uh, I I would have loved a better map or, or or an indication of how to get around some of the areas. They were a bit maze-like and with four people and with having to have everyone in the, at the same place to progress to the next screen and uh, sometimes the, the quest being really unclear where you're supposed to go and the mobs keep spawning in and then someone dies to it and you got to go back and revive them from the Sorry. ghost thing and it just it, I feel like we wasted <laughs> a lot of time uh, ex- just exploring areas and trying to work out where the heck we were supposed to go yeah and I, where I, we all were in relation to each other. 
I think that that's like, the the opposite side. Sorry, but uh, I think that's the opposite side to my my bonus being the good respawn thing. Is mob spawn so fucking quick when you're just trying to get through an area? You have to fight through like six waves of a mob just to get from one side to the other. Yeah, um, like we've been playing Grim Dawn, and one of my favorite things about that game is anybody can place down a teleporter anywhere. So it, when we get split up, we don't have to spend. 15 minutes trying to figure out where the other person is they just throw down a portal and you can warp to it right mm -hmm. even if, even if it isn't necessarily portals and it's just you can teleport to the other people in the game that would make this experience so much less tedious well this game had portals too but we really couldn't use them very often because you had to unlock we, we pretty much only used them to go back home yeah but the thing is like for that you can you could only teleport to designated places and good yeah. dawn you can teleport to people which is the real the real mm -hmm. cell, right? Yeah. Because we would sometimes split up, we'd go one way, and it would have a dead end. And then instead of having to make your way all the way back through and trying to figure out which way did you guys progress from here, we could just throw it on a portal and it would save a lot of time. Yeah, I think I think that would have been good. Um or maybe something like some one person gets to the end and they get to request to to move everybody to them and then everybody else just gets a pop up that's like yes or no, do you want to teleport? Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah, that would be cool to be able to, you know, like, like even if they do that thing where they want everybody to confirm before they move or before you accept a quest, if you could accept quests without being right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have a pop-up. Like, you know, somebody's in a shop, you accept a quest. When they leave the shop, they get the pop-up. Do you, you just got this quest, accept. Um, all right. Ratings? I I think we're gonna go. Oh, what are we gonna be out of? Chicken potions. Chicken, Chicken potions, potions is my uh, <laughs> my my default thought. Um, I'm going to be very harsh. I think I am going to say because I think I think a five would be a completely average game, and I think this game has good stuff, but also a lot of glaring flaws. I think I'm gonna go four chicken potions out of ten. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna stick it right in the middle. I think five 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 profanity filled taunts out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say five crashing meteors hailing from the sky <laughs> out of ten. I feel like this game is like is incredibly thoroughly average, and that you know I. I, nothing about it really screams to me innovative and nothing about it you know felt like like absolutely no thought was put into it there's lots of stuff on either side that i was like this is done well this is not done well but i didn't <laughs> i didn't feel strongly either way about it i i just i have no no desire to go back to this game ever which is 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 my thing i don't Ooh, can i uninstall it now <laughs> yeah, if you want. We're not. I'm not. Cool. We've got a new game to play now. Oh yeah. And that new game that hopefully we will, we won't take four months to uh, get done, is Gunfire Reborn, which was uh, Key Decagon's pick. Not here, unfortunately. Hopefully he'll show up for the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's this I, game. I'll do Key's contribution to this discussion. Uh, in our Discord, he I tagged him and said, "Are you gonna play? Are you gonna come join us talking?" And he said, "This is my review. It's not worth talking about." So that's cool. 
Yeah, I I think <laughs> he would probably. <laughs> I I think he would probably put it at about a, a three, maybe three to yeah, four. Yeah, well, at a certain point, he just said, "I don't want to play this anymore." <laughs> yeah. I mean that's kind of where I was at too. I have no desire to finish this game, honestly. Well, yeah, like I kept, I kept trying to get us to keep going because I wanted us to finish it and do the talk. And then that last session that we played, just the three of us, just was it was not fun. We couldn't right? even like, figure out where to go. Like... We didn't know where we were going. We got stuck on that fight that felt like it was just like it. It literally felt like you know when somebody does the redstone wrong in Minecraft and something spawns like a million mobs in the same spot. That was what that last fight felt like. Like it was just so much stuff everywhere. We had no idea what we were doing. I, you know, is at the point where it was just like, yeah, let's never play this game again. Let's just talk about what we've experienced because I think the fact that we got to the point where we didn't want to play anymore speaks more about the game than we could if we played the rest of it and complained about it. Yeah. I I think it's also kind of obvious where the story was going. Like, the director's bad, and we're going to save the mom somehow, even though she was eaten by a dragon. And Yeah, because we're time travelers now. Yeah. I thought that was another cool section of the game. I didn't think it was... I thought that and the season area was pretty cool, honestly. I thought the, the, the actual areas themselves had unique... Well, not unique, but, like, cool cool mechanics to them, but everything in between was not, not yeah. the best. It was I... the, the, the the season and the, the time shift areas were brought down again by the fact that everyone had to be in the same spot to get to the next bit. Also, yeah, world of puzzles. I was going to say that they are conceptually strong, but mechanically tedious, where, like, especially the... Especially the season one, there was a lot of backtracking, trying to figure out where is this specific orb to change this specific season. Like conceptually, that was really cool. But I feel like if we would have gotten an item that we could use to, you know, press and swap it at any point in time, rather than constantly having to run back and forth. And same with the time one, where there's a bunch of points where we were like, where's what time are we in right now? Where do we have to go to go to the future or the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I think I've said everything I have to say about this game. I think I think that those areas were cool, but again, hampered by being multiplayer. Which is shame, because that's one of the game's benefits. That's the that's I think that wraps this game up uh, pretty neatly. All of the things it does well also kick it in the shins. <laughs> yep. Any, yeah. any last I words, anyhow? I think in writing, this game is really really fun. Right, like if, like I've, honestly, it's my perfect game. If you were to give me the list of the things that this game is looking to achieve, I could, I, I could spend hundreds of hours in a game that I could play with friends. That's got these cool, you know, RPG combat mechanics. You can work together and you know fight through quests. That would be my dream come true. But the execution was not there for it to be a game that I want to spend any more time in. Yeah, I think I think that's a good, good wrap up for this. So uh, next time, Gunfire Reborn. Um, hope to hope to see you there, three listeners. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in conclusion, I am Austin, twitch.tv slash OctagonalPaul. Um, Jambrew, uh, as Austin said, twitch.tv slash Jambrew, and also catch my hot, hot takes at, at Jambrew underscore. What Unbelievable. Fuck? Hey, I, I didn't I didn't drop the original link, so I feel like I'm justified. Alright, go ahead, Mihal. Uh I'm Mihal, you can find me at 5e.tools. 
<laughs> I don't even. Oh, that's fifth edition. Okay, uh, you are a fifth edition tool. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So thank you for stopping by this time. And until next time, we're gonna keep playing, playing favorites. favorites.